are back. We are back. And ready to do another one of these. Podcast number four. Yeah. yeah. Like I keep telling people we're famous now because we have four podcasts. Super famous. <laughs> Not the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, famous man. in my own mind. Yeah, you can be famous over there. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sitting in my camp chair in my office. <laughs> <laughs> I should post a picture uh, yeah. of what we look like when we're podcasting. <laughs> no, no, no. Because we're no, not no. dressed for the day. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I come home and if I don't have anything to do, the jammies go on. Uh, yeah. Even when I have things to do, <laughs> the pants come off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Shorts go on. I mean, come on. Give me a break. I don't just walk around pantsless. Honey, where are my pants? <laughs> Name that movie. Um, isn't it The Incredibles? <gasps> oh my gosh. That's I'm thinking of Frozone. No. Where is my super suit? Yeah. But Do you remember that part? Yeah. But this is a different movie. Oh. It's Lego movie. Oh. Honey, where are my pants? I don't pay attention <laughs> enough. <laughs> canned laughter. Insert canned laughter here. This week has been hellish. Long. Long. Yeah. I feel I feel tired. Yeah, this week has been yeah. Busy. Well, and I I think I realized why this week has been so crazy and I dare say grumpy. Yes. L- a little bit grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been grumpy at all. What are you talking about? Yeah. Not at all. No. But it's just it's just busy all the time. Yeah, we don't have any time really for any downtime. It's good busy. Of anything. Sometimes. It's really all good busy. It's kids and family, but it just feels like there's not a second to breathe. It's run, 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 run. Yeah. All the time. So Sunday yeah. was our down day this week. <laughs> yeah, what did we do Sunday? I didn't go to church. Oh, <gasps> what? I didn't. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> I had family in town. So which they weren't actually in town. They were 30 minutes away, but I chose to stay home because I knew they'd be coming over probably after I would have gotten home from church. And was that okay? But I was tired. So I did, I will say, when I set my alarm that night, Saturday night, I felt a little bit like, I need to go to church. Just to get that, like, I think it's almost two hours of just sitting. You know? Sometimes that's what it is for me. It's it's an out. My kids are in class. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to think about my schedule. And I can just be. I, I'll admit it. I'm not always totally focused when I'm there. So, but this Sunday I chose to stay home and I slept in. Slept in. Is that how you say that? <laughs> slept in. Last time I checked it was. Sometimes words sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just words me. From. Words are hard. Words are formed. But um, anyway, it was nice. Oh, that's what it was. So... I woke up 
earlier than everybody else. I did. I woke up and went to a group that just started this week. It's a six-week support group. Faith transition. For people in faith transition. Yeah. And I show up. I was obviously the first person there because I'm Mr. Punctual. Um, I walked in and the um, moderator was there. And I was the only guy <laughs> when all was said and done and we started. There was eight ladies there and I was the only guy, which is fine. And it was really good. It was really good. The, um, I think everybody there is, uh, I mean, everybody's obviously at different places, but everybody was kind of, some had been out for a lot longer than others, but it's interesting to see that some people that have been out for even a while still struggle and deal with guilt guilt and shame and mm. it's yeah it was crazy but i think overall it's going to be a really good experience i mean it's six weeks to get to know people and she had us do um this really cool exercise that we can talk about another time but it was pretty neat put a pin in it put a pin in it <laughs> put a pin in it so we wanted to talk today about the sticky part of faith transition and that at would least be... i think it's the most sticky part it might not be for some i guess maybe but i think for a lot of people it gets really sticky when you introduce kids, kids. <laughs> <laughs> the kids 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 it's true though yeah yeah that part becomes a little bit interesting because i mean i don't know thinking about it like if it was just brandy and i it wouldn't be i don't know some of the difficulty i, I mean it, if it was just us granted it's been difficult but i think that we'd have a lot of, more fun <laughs> <laughs> that's very true we would have traveled we would have traveled huh i don't know probably that was mean <laughs> <laughs> No, we love our kids. Our kids are great. Um, what I mean by it introduces the sticky side of things is that um, you get into how do we teach? How do we um, how do we parent at this point? Because yeah. when when both are in, it's just kind of it's it's lined up, you know. It's, well, for us though going back we haven't ever been family home eveningers I mean, we've yeah. tried it we did it once in a while it just wasn't our thing mm -mm. we would try it we would we'd get on really good um grooves of reading the scriptures together as family at night saying prayers but it wasn't and that would kind of ebb and flow Really, I think really we've good. always done very good with like nighttime prayer. Yeah. Like even like dinner stuff. Like it's, it's the, we might miss scripture, but we would pray. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the, I sit down and start eating and then I realize that I'm getting a whole board into the side of my head and I look over and she's glaring at me like, are you going to call on someone? Are we going to say prayer? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm enjoying my food. Leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah so i think we've always done very good at that i think we've yeah. done 
good at like nighttime stuff because our kids tend to not be able to do anything to go to bed unless they're like tucked in with flowers and puppies. <laughs> it, oh, no, I that's just one. Bedtime is rough. Bedtime sometimes. is a crisis. Thank you, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> it's a crisis. Oh, it's so true. But yeah, that's why I men would all give of a us... sudden have to go to the bathroom. Uh huh. At bedtime for forty minutes. <laughs> uh, no, I. I think I will give our, us credit. I think we've done very, very good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never really pushed like say your personal prayers. You know, like we've never really done that. I've probably done that more than you. I've probably pushed that. You probably. I'm not just tooting my own horn. I just, yeah, I just think it kind of comes more natural. I don't want to say all moms are women, but kind of all moms are women, you know? I don't know. That nurturing side to sure. like, don't forget to, to say your prayers. And I don't think, forget. and I think to, to be honest and to be fair, I think sometimes the stigma is this is the man's job. This is the man's job. You've even said it to me before. Oh, totally. And it's like, no, it's not. I think oftentimes it's the nurturing thing of like, you know, the mom saying, hey, make sure that whenever you go to bed or when you're struggling or da-da-da-da-da, say your prayers. And I don't yes. think that it's not necessarily like not the dad's job to, to remind them of those things. But I think for me it was it's more like you are the leader of our home. So I want the kids to see you being that leader of our home. I'm the sugar daddy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, for real skis, right? That I want to, I want them to see you taking charge of spirituality in our home too. You know, I, that's always been my goal of like, Hey, elbow to the side. What are you going to lead us in prayer tonight? Are you going to give us a message? Are you going to, cause I think it's important. I don't struggle with, with that. I don't struggle doing that. I don't struggle talking to the kids with that. Something yeah. that you, it hasn't always been your strong suit. And so I feel like I've tried to kind of nudge maybe sometimes spear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i have i have the marks to prove it now well and but i agree it's not just I mean, I, the man but that's the thing is i do have to say like i don't know i have this mentality of if you're having to tell me to do it then i must be inferior and then that always strikes a chord with me of being i don't appreciate that like and it, and it ends up almost souring the moment for me because it's like this is coming from her it's not coming from oh hey i should have done this because sometimes i just don't even think about it right it's not something that's just on the forefront of my mind maybe like it is yours um okay so i am going to actually talk about what one of the, the exercises that we did this last week because i think this ties into that in this uh in this group she had us draw a, a graph from going from zero years old when we're born to where we are now and then zero to a hundred percent on the left side and what we were supposed to do is draw two lines one for our spirituality that goes from when we were born at what percentage we viewed ourselves as spiritual and then what percentage we viewed ourselves as religious hmm. and so it caused me to think i was like okay how how am i going to do this is there a difference? Oh, yes, there is. 
there is absolutely a difference. Religiosity and spirituality are two entirely different things. Yeah. I think often they're tied people together. People tie them together mm-hmm. and they need to be very separated. And, and I realized that. Um, as I went through it, I, I thought back to childhood, adolescence, you know, early adult, and I realized, yikes. Like in terms of spirituality, I think I was just not at all until like this year. And because I because I, I looked at how religious I was, you know, like when I was born, like I was born into a very ultra orthodox family and mm-hmm. it was just expected. We did everything that it was that was in the church. And, you know, then as I became a teenager, <laughs> it ended up looking like a roller coaster. It was kind of all over the place because as a teenager, you know, I'm like, I don't care about being religious. This is just boring. I hate it. It's dumb. Typical teenage stuff. And then as soon as I, you know, turned 19, man, it shot up to 100% on the mission and went 100% for that time. And then I get married and it's down like 80%. And then over time we, you know, had struggles and trials and things like that. And so it went down a bit and then, you know, we went through some things and then it went back up a little bit. And then this last like four years, it's just steadily declined. Um, but my spirituality line never crossed until the very end when my religiosity went down at 40 and my spirituality shot up at 40. That's the only point that the, Mm. that the lines ever crossed. And it really shocked me that I'm like, I don't think I've ever truly been spiritual. I think I've been religious and I've misunderstood. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, you know, but it it was, I'm like, I'm just, at times in my life, I was very religious and not so religious, but in terms of spirituality and truly feeling that connection with God, with a higher power, I don't feel like I had until just after I left. Not even like scout camps or overnighters when you talk spirituality, because that's not, I mean, it is the religious It's the religious, yeah, it's the, no. Because when I would go to girls camp, I would definitely, it wasn't just because we were there because it's the religious part of it. Sure. I remember sure. feeling spiritual. Okay. You know, that yeah. I remember like linking in, you know, just really grasping that connection. I guess, I guess I have to say in terms of the spirituality that I have felt like within the last just not as intense. six months. And you and I have experienced incredible spiritual sure. experiences yeah. throughout our marriage. Yes. So I know you have but maybe this from my side hear me out from my side i think it's because you finally we have finally you've taught me this have finally given ourselves a break to see them differently to separate them religious spiritual sure so it you can start feeling differently and allowing yourself to grasp them as individual things yeah well and i i mean okay i don't want to i guess i shouldn't say that i've never felt spiritual experiences before but in terms of in terms of feeling like i have a true connection with 
a God that loves unconditionally, I don't think I really ever have until the last little bit. Because in the times that I felt like, you know, oh yeah, it's so spiritual, like on my mission and things like that, it's because I was doing everything that, you know, we're taught to do. And, and then the times in life when, you know, I was human and not doing like bad things, but mm -hmm. just not as like 100% like, oh, I'm just, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this all the time. Um, not so much, you know, like that. And so I just, I don't know. Like I, I have, I have, I don't think I've ever felt a connection with, with God, just knowing that he truly loves me despite everything i would agree i would agree there there's been several many i mean 17 years over and over that i've heard you say that you don't feel like god is there not yeah. just the last five years not just the last it's been off and on our whole marriage yeah that you felt a an emptiness a lack of connection yeah that is he there is there's a void. Yeah. You know, when you would try to be religious or spiritual, because <laughs> it was tied at that time, mm -hmm. you'd still fill a void. There were glimpses because I saw them. I was there with you. Yeah. But there, I'm really thinking back now, and it really, there was a definite pattern of feeling very alone when it came to mm -hmm. God. Yeah. And. Tying that, though, together with kids. With kids, mm -hmm. yeah, because I think that where I am not, where I, where especially now, and I, I think even the last four years, as our kids have been getting older, mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, the last four years, definitely my religiosity has gone way down. And my spirituality, I haven't realized that those two were so separated until just barely. Um, They're probably pretty equal. <laughs> Because you've even talked about when you finally were like, I'm done. I'm stepping out. No, no, no. I, I, I'm saying in terms of my spirituality has gone up. Like in terms of religiosity, it's gone down. And I don't think that, I guess I still in my head sometimes tie those two together still. Uh -huh. Like, well, I'm not religious anymore. And so I shouldn't be like telling my kids, hey, like we need to pray. We need to da, 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 da. But like, there's nothing wrong with prayer. Sure, I, I'm not saying there is. Yeah, yeah. But like the thing that I that I have done a lot more lately, like we've introduced in our in our kids' lives, is is meditation, right? Instead of in, in the place, of, not not that it's substitute for prayer, but declaration kind of it kind of is a substitute for prayer. Uh -huh. Because sometimes prayer time at night becomes awful, and so instead of doing that. We, oh gosh. <laughs> we decided that we would possibly do prayer. meditation. And because it becomes a battle really of, that. well, it's a battle of, okay, who wants to say, because we used to do, we'll start with Ryan and then we'll go Brandy and then we'll go Reagan, Gavin, Peyton, Hayden. Yeah. And that worked for a while, but then you have teenagers. You get and it's teenagers like, like, I'm not, doing I'm not praying. <laughs> and so we would, we would actually, we've done that before where we're like, okay, we're going to sit here until you, you'll say a quick prayer. And looking back. <laughs> I don't think that's good. You, no. you can't pressure a kid into praying. Yeah. Especially when they truly don't want to. It's like. Or it becomes a laugh fest even during uh, prayer. The kids think everything's hilarious. Yeah. They're 
So meditation has become yeah. something that we do sometimes. Like we'll ask, does anybody want to say a prayer? And our youngest is always so like, yeah, I'll say it. You know, I know. he's so cute. He's so cute. And then um, our two youngest. But sometimes he'll say. Because they're not teenagers yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but sometimes nobody will speak up and we'll say, okay, let's do meditation. Mm-hmm. And we'll do that. And it's it's Most of awesome. the time it's good. It's most of the time. Yeah. It's still nighttime. It's, it's still, still crisis. Kids. It's still crisis. It's still crisis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm twitching. You can't see me. Twitching. Right. So, with kids too, comes ages. Right. That in the church, they hit milestone ages where you introduce ordinations baptism. and baptism, mm-hmm. confirmations. You introduce um, temple stuff, and that's that's why I say it gets sticky. Because there is a mentality and an expectation that both parents should be there. Um, well, and the father should be doing the ordination. Doing the ordination and should be doing the baptizing and that, you know, when a kid goes through and the And it's not really or... a choice. No. And we've, we've changed that with our two youngest ones. Our first two, we were like, you're eight, you're getting baptized. We didn't really like... We talked about it, but we were never like, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. You know, why do you want to get baptized? Kind of just really quickly, but nothing like, do you really know why? Yeah. And with our last two, we did. And our one third of our, one, actually, he wanted to wait. He actually like, did. I don't know. And uh-huh. I think he ended up, I mean, I don't think he waited. No, he was baptized far. on time. On time. <laughs> quote, yeah. Um, but he definitely had some, had more reservations yeah and, but i think it became because they're eight let's be honest they're eight i think it becomes well my cousin just got baptized my sure. friends just got baptized yeah. you're well, and eight if they, and if they don't get baptized the kids in the neighborhood go why didn't you get baptized why didn't you get baptized right you know and then the 12 the 12 year old thing hits no. i guess now it's 11 right so then the 11 year old thing hit and well the year you'll it, turn 12 sorry was that our second one was like I don't want, actually our daughter did too. She didn't want to. She didn't want to move up the, the. Oh yeah, the young woman. She she wanted to wait and it caused some tension, a little bit of Well, one of her leaders was really sweet. She said, I'm so glad you're not moving up. I didn't want to lose you yet. But I, um, I, I think really she was fine. I think she was scared. She didn't have any backlash publicly but she was nervous like what are people gonna say what are right, people gonna because think all because my i stood up for myself up. well and really roster wise is that what you'd call it role wise they moved her up there was no choice in it <laughs> when when um the attendance role came out she was already on the upper class Jeez. and there wasn't really talking yeah. about it it just was expected so when she did i was kind of proud of her you know? Yeah. That she didn't. That she, that she stood up for what she wanted. Right. Right. I think that's I think that's important. And the other thing too, like when you when you introduce the ordination thing, um our kids um our third is actually he's turning 12 in January the year you turn 12 is when you Oh, up. that's okay cuz yeah. I was like he's not tw- he's not 12, he's 11, right. but he's not 10 either. March. No, yeah, I got confused. 
So then um, the January comes and So January yep. comes and we asked him the other night, like, what are you thinking about this? And Well, I'd asked him before you. Right. And he said, I don't know if I want to. I don't really want to pass the sacrament. And we didn't really get into that, but I did ask him, um, well, if you decide to be ordained a deacon, who would you want to have do it? And I kind of thought that I figured he would say his dad. But I kind of was hoping that he'd just go, oh, yeah, like dad, dad won't do it or can't do it. Okay, I won't even talk about that. I'll just move on to someone else. I was hoping that would happen the easy way around it, but it didn't. He was like, well, dad. And he's like, oh, wait, he can't. And I think everyone in the car, he uh, he looked sad. He did. Um, and then I felt sad. But then I tried to change it like, but wouldn't it be cool to experience this with someone else? If you choose to do that, who would you want? Kind of make it a cool... Um, and then we did talk about it again yesterday. And it was the same thing. I don't want to... He's worried about messing up. That's what he said. He's such well, a... Yeah, he was worried about like... Perfectionist. I don't want to screw up, up when, when I'm passing, passing the sacrament. Passing the sacrament or... Well, and then... Um, well, and then we, we talked about the brother thing too. Because yeah. Gavin, um, the night he came out to his brother's... Peyton was pretty, um, I don't want to say disturbed, but he was just He was very, upset. He was upset only because he's like, well, Gavin's not going to be with us in heaven because in primary they tell us that the, the people that are gay don't can't be in heaven they won't with make their it family. And we quickly corrected him and said, no, you will be, we will be together. We will be together. And I truly believe that. And then, and then that caused Gavin to start thinking and caused questions like well so am i gonna be able to go to the temple and it's like well y- yes right now you can and then he's like but if i'm in a relationship with somebody can i still go and we said right now as the right church now, is the church is that if you're in a relationship you probably won't be able to and you well, know then it moved on to his priesthood as to his priesthood like if i got kicked out of the church because I'm in a relationship is the um, is my priesthood going to get taken away and we explained that the way that the church is right now it would and that caused Gavin to be just devastated and caused me to get really fired up and well, upset it, too he got angry yeah it's, it's kind yeah. of and so with with that, um, Peyton was afraid of yeah, he making did. Gavin feel bad because yeah. he's like, well, if I get the priesthood, I don't want Gavin to be sad that I'm you know, the only when one. and if he doesn't get to have it anymore or whatever. Then, um, Which is so sweet. It was very sweet, yeah. Such but a tender moment, actually. It caused him to, to think about that. And Gavin said, dude, I don't care. Like, it's fine. Um yeah, he said it's okay. Yeah. If you want to, that's fine. But as the dad too, like it does it does cause me to Well, this is new. feel a knife in the heart. Um and I don't I don't like it. Um <laughs> And really I I'm guess, trying to I guess I should say like and and I 
I even explained to Brandy before this, I was like, there's probably going to be things that I'm going to say that you're not going to agree with, and that's fine. Um, hopefully Ooh, what's that's, coming? Hopefully what's that's coming? fine. Um, you know, and she's like, well, that's kind of what we're doing these these discussions. And right. so, but for me, that that's that's one of the biggest reasons why I don't want my... I don't want my kids to be in the church. Um, I know that's not my place. And I know that I, I shouldn't um, and can't pull them out. But for several reasons, um, first of all, I don't think, I don't think that the priesthood is actually a thing um, for one. And hate me if you want. Um, me? No. Well, just anybody. <laughs> Like, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's, it's what people think it is. I feel like the church divides families because when you have a believer in and a non-believer out, the, the family no longer fits in the box of typical family and therefore things are taught to the children and to the spouse, the believing spouse, that, you know, you're not going to be together. You know, you can't be together. Um, we've been told by by a specific leader that I don't want you to be fooled into thinking that there's not going to be eternal consequences on the other side for where you guys are at in your marriage right now. And that that hurts. That hurts. Not hurts because like, oh, man, I just need to get my act together and get back in church. Not that. It's just the fact of that if my wife even feels remotely like that, then that's damaging. That wedges. Well, let me... That wedges our family. Let me interrupt that wedges you our relationship. and tell you that that's not what I feel. Right. That that's not what I believe and I don't either, but but that that little sliver, if you will, kind of just gets put in, and it caught you know sits in the back of the mind, and it and yeah. it and it works. Um, things that are said in conference too, with with you know, if those, any of your family members, any of your family members are out. Yeah, like you can't be together. It's just so. Those is this things, where we is this where we apologize to our families? <laughs> Yeah, but those things are just so incredibly damaging and and kick the parent out of the child's mind in terms of worthiness, in terms of value. Because if they want if they believe in the church and they want to stay in the church, that automatically has ostracized the parent in their mind. And so and that's, that's why, why I it's say it's important for us here at home to teach them the difference religious spirituality. Sure. But when you have a guy on the TV that they've looked at all their life, that, hey, these are the I general know. authorities. These, these, what even these guys we, say is gospel. Even when we don't think they're listening, they're listening, right? They're listening. But we have also changed that. We, we filter. I've I, always been good at that yeah. on Sundays when we it's have just, dinner. That's just where I, that's where I am. Right. Is that it's very terrifying for kids, specifically, at least for me, and where things get really sticky because... I always joke and say if Brandy was a Stepford wife and just did everything that her husband said to do, I'd be like, we're not going to church anymore. But it's not, that's not reality. Right. That's not my place. 
And so I being very facetious and very sarcastic when I say that. But I also am really afraid of my kids getting to the age that I am and then having to deal with all the repercussions and things like that if they get to my same plays. That they look at me and they don't and they say, Dad, why why did you not why didn't you not let me do this? Because now I'm dealing with all this pain and I'm like, gosh, they're young. Like if this wasn't a thing anymore in their life, we would never have to deal with this. Right. But I mean, they could, it would be the flip side though is why aren't you a member? Why aren't you a member? Why don't you do this? Why don't you? So either way, but there could be some. I know, but I, I don't but know. But again. Like, I'm we... just saying from my side, this is just Ryan speaking. This is right. not Brandy. But. But we do filter differently, honey. Yes, we do. We totally do now. So yeah. I don't, I'm not as afraid of that as you. Because we do talk to them. Like I said, Sundays at dinner, I've always, even before you left, I've sure. always done what? We always say, what did you guys learn at church? Always. Yeah, what we, have you talked about? That. What did you learn? And we've, we still do that. This is just me being very vulnerable and very uh-huh. open because it is a, a definite fear. I do not want my kids to hurt, to have to go through the same pain. that I am I don't want them to do that and I'm like man if I could just save you now so you wouldn't have to do that you wouldn't have to deal with it that's why it just that's why I say again it's so sticky with kids yeah we have to tread lightly we have to be open to an age appropriate level but it's really hard yeah when things continually are said and taught. But on my side of this, with the deacon ordination coming up, possibly, if you know if that's what he wants to do, because we'll support him either way. Right. I'm looking at it more as, because I've shifted my nuanced brain, I've shifted too into more of service opportunity. I think that that is something I value about yeah. about the church so deeply is that there's service opportunities and we're teaching our children from young ages to think about other people yeah, to help other people. And with this, it's no exception when he turns 12, he's, he can, you know, he can serve people in the ward. He has opportunities to go around and gather funds for fast offerings and start going on overnighters, you know, things like that, that are, Character building, you know, not just priesthood. I've even changed how I feel about, you know, about um, he's going to be a deacon. He's going to have the priesthood now. Like, there's more to it than just the priesthood. That's just a piece of it. For me, I'm seeing more of the service side of it, which, you know, me and service. That's something that I, anyway. Yeah. So that's something that we are starting to talk a lot more about because it's coming up on us quickly. Yep. And that's where, that's where the white water begins. I think in this navigation <laughs> is with kids because it is, it's, it's rocky territory. It's new. It's not something that we've ever had to deal with, mm-hmm. you know? And I think when, when, and if the time comes with, you know, kids going to the temple, it's, that's a whole new thing too. Right. 
Um, well, I like that the church asks you to do separate things now. Oh, in Not terms of like the marriage? Temple yeah. Ceiling, but they ask you to do a ceremony outside of the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a thought that I just, it caused some fear, but it's the future. So I don't want to focus on it because it's future. It's not realistic. It's not right now. But I did just have that thought of, oh man, people will start asking him because he's going to be 12. People will start family, friends. Hey, you're 12. You know, how's passing the sacrament? Are you going to be ordained a deacon? I mean, that's reverse. I did that. (laughs) But, and how will he answer that? How will we, how will we answer that? How do we support him in that to where he doesn't feel like a piece of crap? I mean, truly. If he chooses not to. Yeah. That just popped into my head like, oh no, how do we handle that? Because that, that's a whole nother ball game. A whole other ball game in itself is dealing with the questions of just like missionaries. Why didn't you go on a mission? Oh, well, and we've, you know, yeah, but I mean, I think we've already de- dealt with some of that with, um, with Gavin, you know, that it's, but he was he ordained. So we didn't know I'm saying, but he doesn't go to church and the questions happen, you know, like the, the kids in the neighborhood sometimes. Right. But I mean, even family, which we really haven't heard a lot from because I don't know that everybody knows that he doesn't, I don't think everybody understands that he really doesn't go anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess that's that's another bridge to cross too. <laughs> yeah. So but to wrap this up. Well, I just have to say something too. Um No, we're wrapping up. No, we no. we you, you will listen. <laughs> just kidding. Um I just want to point out that the pain isn't over for you. Far from. So to to reiterate words we've said before, it's not an overnight decision. And it has lasting consequences, if you will. You know? that I mean, I know when you, when I say that word, it's like, that. oh. But it's the emotions. Negative consequences for doing what I have felt like I needed to. Right. Well, and the... It's natural though. Those emotions are natural and they will yeah. come with it. But I'm my point is it's obviously not over. You are deeply hurting still. Yeah. I can I can feel it. I can see it. Well, and that's I, I I'm sorry. Well, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> um, <laughs> the that's one of the one of the reasons why I'm I'm so active in You're active? You're now active no, again? No. Uh, <laughs> you can't say words like I'm that, so, Ryan. Why I'm so active in g- groups and Yeah, we are. support <laughs> um and like I've even actually registered to go to the Thrive conference because any support and help that I can get because ultimately my goal is this. Um, in the group that I went to on Sunday, they said, what is the main reason why you're here? And I said, I don't want to care anymore about what the church does. I don't. 
I have so much anger, so much frustration, so much animosity towards the division, towards the rhetoric, towards the things that are constantly bashed at the pulpit. I just don't want to care. I want to get to a point where I'm at peace and I can say, good for you. Yeah. And just, and, and, and literally not feel that. Love and support. I just want to be past that. I want to be at peace. How easy Not with my decision. Not with my decision because I'm at peace with my decision. I I want to be at peace with the fact that the church probably is not going to ever reach the point that I think that it should be at. You and many people, me included in some areas. How realistic does that feel to you with me still going? I mean, I think that adds another... I think it kind of makes it harder. Do I think it's possible? Yes. But I just wonder... I think... I think that it... It still brings things closer. Right. Because I come home would. and say, this is, talk, this is talked about today. Or, oh my yeah. gosh, I didn't like that. Or, oh, this is really cool today. What we talked about, right. you know. But I think us going through this has caused you to have a different set of eyes and ears that neither of us had before. Yeah. That we listen, we hear things differently. I kind of, we kind of always have, but it's definitely A lot more quicker. in our face, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. That's yeah. a good question, and it's not, that's it's not something one that I have going, an answer for. Yeah, we'll have to just that's live it. That's why this is literally a navigation day by day. Yeah. And some days there's more water in the boat than there's than other days. But ultimately, too, I know that it's not sinking, and it's not going to sink yeah. because... I got you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> We're fist bumping. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so that's that's kind of today. Um, we obviously don't have the whole thing. No, the whole kid we, thing down. Gosh, please, no, we do not have. We've just shared some. We're of the not things. experts. This is literally kind of a fly by the seat of our pants discussion. Um, but if any it's of more you to bring there, to light, yeah, and then obviously sure. what you were just gonna say is if any of you out there have. Things that work or are working for your kids, please like reach out to us. Um, we yeah, we'll have a new it. email address. Um, it's findjoyinourjourney at gmail.com. Um, not finding joy in our journey because that's what the podcast name is, but that name was already taken on Gmail. Oh, so. That's so sad. Findjoyinourjourney at gmail.com. So, yeah, send us our, your ideas that do work or things you've tried, and yeah. let's, we'll put it to the test and see how it works for us. We are babies in this journey. We are not even six months out, <laughs> and so we're very new at this. There's people that have vast amounts more of experience than we do. Um, I think we're just the crazy enough ones to actually talk about it. Well, what does Steve Jobs <laughs> say? The crazy ones, the misfits. Square pegs and dolls. Love that. That's what, us. Yeah. That's us. Isn't there another one though? Something about crazy enough to change the world or That's that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I think we should put that in this. Yes. We're gonna guys. We're yeah. gonna throw that clip we're in. We're gonna throw here. it here at the end. It's so powerful. Oh, it's incredible. Is that like 
copyright issues. No, I don't know. We're not, we're not big we're enough. Not enough. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. um, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening if you're still with us. Um, and we're now on iTunes. Um, you can find us on Spotify as well. Um, but reach out and with email or subscribe to our podcast if you will. And we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Here's to the crazy ones. The misfits. The rebels. The troublemakers the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them, because they change things. They push the human race forward. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do.